Welcome to another great episode of the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. These shows are unedited, uncensored, and unbelievably good. I would love it if you joined us on Instagram when we go live with awesome guests and great topics. Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show and click on the live shows tab on my profile. I hope to see you there. Enjoy the show. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. Wendy Valentine here. We have a great show today. Don't we always have a great show? I think they're always great. But awesome topic. If you have suffered with chronic pain, chronic illness, chronic fatigue syndrome, anxiety, autoimmune illness, or Lyme disease, check, 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 check. I have actually suffered from all of those and still do a little bit. Add some black mold toxicity in there too and some depression. Yeah, (laughs) that's all me. Anyways, if you've tried everything and you're frustrated and annoyed, you have got to listen to the show today. We have a great guest. Her name is Dr. Kim Duramo. I think I said that right. Like, Geronimo, Dr. Kim Duramo. She is a physician, best-selling author of The Mind Body Toolkit and founder of the American Institute of Mind Body Medicine. She assists clients all over the world to tap into their body's wisdom, oh yeah, and reverse pain, fatigue, anxiety, and end disease. She's basically a badass. She really is. <laughs> all right, everyone, please welcome Dr. Kim to the show. I'm so glad to, to have met you. You are amazingly cool and so much yes. alike, and this is going to be really awesome. I know. So tell everyone a little bit more about you and yeah. how you, you got know, to it, do. It, the more I've met now. practitioners doing really inspired things or like amazing out of the box things, we've all had our own journey that guided us yeah. there. You know, it's not like, well, I read in the book that we should do this. It's like there was no mm-hmm. book and I had to figure this out on my own. But here's what I can share because I went through this journey and it really mm. inspired me to practice medicine. And I in a more authentic way. Um, So I had actually, you know, because there was this story with autoimmune disease and I was in medical school and went through that whole gamut of like searching and searching for about a year until I found the answer. And it was a doctor who told me you have um, an autoimmune disease. It was like some late onset rheumatoid Mm. arthritis and they couldn't quite understand it or explain it, but here, take all these medications and you got to change your lifestyle. You're never going to run again. And I was like, you know, yeah. um, I just realized this is not my truth. Now, flashback, I had studied mind-body medicine for many, many years. I was super empathic, energy sensitive, had this awakening experience when I was about 16 and I could, I could feel people's energy. I could hear people's thoughts. Um, So I had already delved into like the mind-body connection, the body heals itself. And so when this happened in medical school, I was like going after it. I, I, you know, I'm going to overcome this and don't let it get me down. But what happened was that approach really made me worse and worse and worse. It was like, it got more complicated and more layered Mm. and more severe. And so, um, as I kept marching down that road of getting the answer, I realized finally, as I I sat in that chair and he told me the diagnosis and what I'd have to do, um, wait a minute, this is not my path. This is not my truth. This is not true for me. And it was not until that happened that I finally really dropped into my body and started to connect and ask my body, what do you have for me? What are you showing me? What do I need to see here? And I Mm. actually started to listen. And that opening and that receptivity Mm. to my body and receptivity to the symptoms uh, and that deep listening was really what changed my life and changed the whole game. And that's what, you know, I think is the pivotal. You can bring any person to that moment when they're ready. Yeah. I was going to say too, isn't it interesting that like our bodies talk to us all the time, but until unfortunately, until they're screaming at us, do we finally... Listen, I know that was for me too. I was like, oh yeah, or we're so busy 
with everyday life, you're probably like in medical school and you're like busy, busy, busy. And you're like, oh my God, yeah, I have this pain, but whatever. I don't have time for it. And then it's really yeah, it's important. Please it's a good change. It's a major, you want yeah. this. And I was like, oh, come on, check the box. Yes. Let's keep going on with my regularly scheduled program. Let's just get this pain out of the way and this fatigue out of the way. I had no idea what a yeah. gift was really in store for me. So if you don't mind sharing, yeah, what so was underneath what I saw that day, all of that I for finally you. started to really listen was, um, it was like my body was telling me, stop running from yourself. You don't have to be afraid. Stop running after mm. success. Stop running from failure. Stop. I was in hyperdrive. So it, it wasn't like um, I didn't want to genuinely want to be in medical school, but it was this extra layer of it of like, I've got to be the best. I've got to do the best. I've got to keep going. I ran my first marathon in medical school and just to keep my brain like zen out because there was mm. so much intensity. And then there was um, like pushing, 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 always, always do more. And so there was this layer yeah. over it that was really um, a fear of failure and like a drive to succeed. And you do not need that. Like that was not what created the success in my life at all. But the fear was, Oh, if I let that go, mm. I'll just be slouchy on the couch and I won't care, which is a big lie. When I finally mm. let that layer go of the right. extra tension and pressure, like I felt better. First of all, my symptoms completely resolved. My body completely healed in a very short time, but I let my life get so much more enjoyable let things in. I let people in and mm. I was more in my flow instead of my drive. So I actually had, you know, more energy and more success. And I know that that was um, mm -hmm. a pivotal time for me. Cause if I had taken that into my life later, like how am I going to a get pregnant, be like, have a husband that feels me and can really like, Oh, wow. I, I feel right. this person here. No, I would be like <clears throat> this rigid shell, I wouldn't have ever been able to have the life I really wanted. Yeah. It goes to show the power of your yes. emotions and how much that controls your body. <laughs> and it's, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, I've always thought of, um, emotion as energy in motion and, and as it's moving through you, those emotions, like if they stay stuck, which hello, Oh, I mean, I shared before I brought you on, I don't know if you heard, but the chronic pain, the illness, the fatigue, the Lyme disease. Yep. 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 That was all me. And a lot of it. And I too had to get under like, what is this? And I, I got caught in kind of a vicious cycle of it where the, I had the physical symptoms that were causing more of the emotional symptoms. Like I was getting frustrated and angry and then and then it was like, dude, it just kept, and then the physical symptoms got worse. I could, I was like, I cannot, I'm like, how do I break the cycle? And I realized it's like, like, we were talking earlier about like practicing what you preach, try to like, I know better than this, right? Like I know my body better than this. I know myself better than this. I know of just the universe better than this. And I was like, how do I break this? And I was like, duh, maybe I should start thinking differently and feeling differently and that takes some skill because the subconscious is so strong and we yeah. actually don't realize how much it's creating our circumstance. So for me, I was trying to like manage yeah. the circumstance. I mean, I'm probably still was drinking Mountain Dew back then, you know, like, let me get my energy back. <laughs> and and <laughs> oh, you, you see what you see, like, I gotta do this. What are you talking about? But I have to do yeah. this. But what you don't see is like, 95% of what's getting created is from your subconscious programs, not from reality, yeah. truth of reality. And so when, um, when I finally let go all of that tension, I was better at, you know, mm -hmm. at the time I was a student, I was better at being a student, not worse. I was, um, things were mm. more slow. Things happened. Synchronicity showed up. My life got easier. So that new mode of yeah. being in, you know, instead of the fight or flight, you're in the like restoration response most of the time actually takes care of so many of the problems that we're running from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, like of, even of those ones that I mentioned, like the chronic illness and chronic fatigue syndrome, Lyme, is there a common thread? Yeah. That goes through uh, so there's like the... three, two main ones and one sort of side one. <laughs> One is I'm battling my body. And that was where I was. It was like, I've got to overcome mm. this illness. 
I've got to rise above it. I've got to be the answer. Well, we're not, you know, you didn't create your liver and your kidneys and you're actually not the one that needs to heal your liver and your kidneys. So the way I was applying the whole like Uh mind body medicine was like, I got to be it. Well, it's more about, I've got to receive it. Uh What do I need to let go of so that my body Mm. can restore? Because it will do it. Your liver will regenerate. You know, Mm -hmm. I've seen people's cancerous cells resolve. I've seen people's Hashimoto's, the thyroid actually regenerates and starts making thyroid hormone, like MS, neurological problems, you name it. But who am I being? Who would I need to be that lets that happen? I need to be softer, more receptive less in my conclusions of, but I got to do this and more in the allowing, like, I wonder what might happen. I wonder what might be possible. And so that's one of the main things that I see is that like battling the body that as soon as a symptom or even a sensation comes up, that's uncomfortable. We don't know how to sit with it and let the energy be in motion and move through. We clamp down around it and that creates disease. And and really just fighting against it, kind of like what I was doing. Yes, years exactly ago. what I was doing. Right, and even correct uh, me if I'm wrong, but autoimmunity really is basically the body attacking mm-hmm. the body, right? So in the same way, it's like we are like our minds are attacking the body, and we're like, ah! we're but like what you were describing is releasing all of that. And that allows that energy and for your body to heal and like, okay, thank you for just like, like giving me a break and just letting me that was go with the big flow. thing for me that I yeah. saw was like the fear of failure, the idea I was not good enough. And so I always had to compensate for this, like, I'm not good enough. And therefore, and when I finally had that resolution that day, it was like, what if, what if I'm good enough? What if what's in me is actually beautiful and I could just let it, mm. the essence of what I am be in the driver's seat instead of what I was doing was yeah. like the mind and the program is going to get in the driver's seat and compensate for my own inadequacy or, you know, whatever I thought was there subconsciously. We all have a lot of stuff in that subconscious, but it's, you can override that when you get yeah. present and when you drop in and when you um, go into that space of deep listening and receptivity. I mean, that's literally the cure. So, oh, well, yeah. maybe we'll talk about solutions later, but because <laughs> I was like, I'll have to try to remember what I was going to ask you. Um, but the second thing that so you said was being the a perpetual victim, right? There. Like, oh, why is this happening to me? Oh, why mm. is that happening? To me? Well, you well, hear yourself you complaining. You'll hear yourself telling your sob story. Um, You'll hear yourself blaming other people or like go into the past. Like, oh, well, ever since that car accident or ever since that surgeon didn't do me right. And you're actually holding that past and contracting around it, whether it's anger or resentment. And you're recreating that you don't have what you need and that you are slighted by life and that you're a victim. Yes. And you know what I shared with you before, you know, I used to own an integrative medicine practice and I noticed some of the common thread there with a lot of the patients was they liked it. it. They, they didn't like being sick, but in a way they liked that label because if they had to drop that they had such and such disease or such and such illness, then they might have to step up and do something different. Or maybe that their spouse or their partner or whoever wasn't, would, maybe they wouldn't care for them. They wouldn't think that they would care for them if they didn't have this. So sometimes we hang on to something because it's like, we're almost proud yes, of it in a secondary subconscious way. And, and that's kind of the sense. third thing is like, what am yeah, I gaining yeah, from this? Go. So I'm outsourcing my power. Well, mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to really get love. So let me yeah. like, or I know I'm not going to be able to, you know, maybe you hate your job, but you're like, well, this is a good little get out because I have an excuse. I'm not going. You're not willing to own your power. So you're putting it outside of yourself. And like the doctor has the power. They tell you, you have blah, blah, blah. Oh no. And you buy into it and your body's going to create what you believe. So it's going to keep creating that powerlessness. So fear, victim, powerlessness are sort of like the triad. And most people fall into one or another categories. And I've even seen the diseases be kind of specific to that. Like the Lyme Mm -hmm. is like, kind of victim me. Why is this happening to me? 
but but it's but I'm gonna overcome it and I'm not gonna let it get me down. And they push and push and push. And so what yeah. that creates is the physiology and the immune system host that's very favorable to diseases like Lyme. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And again, yeah. uh, not to talk about myself, but <laughs> well, but I shared before about how. Well, I went through a major depression years ago and I was going through a divorce. My brother died, my dog died, my cat died, literally like all three in a row. And then the Lyme disease, black mold toxicity, all at the same time. And I did get, again, kind of stuck in that vicious cycle. And I didn't, I, I just, I couldn't figure a way out until finally I had that aha moment. I was like, this is not me. Like, what the heck? Like, like no, I'm not going down like this. And sometimes, yeah, I mean, it, unfortunately, physically and mentally, like your, your body and mind have to scream at you so much until you finally go, okay, fine. I give up. I'm waving the white flag. Like now what? So, um, so let's talk. Well, solutions, but where do you even start? Like, especially like, let's yeah. take me, for example, of years and years ago, if you had someone that's like anything and everything is going wrong, going wrong physically, mentally, yeah, that, spiritually. That's usually like, the case start? with people or in our, our community who come to this mm-hmm. world. It's like, there's a billion things. So that the best thing to remember is it's actually one thing. And in the now, in this moment, mm-hmm. in your presence, when you drop into the body, you feel and sense what's here. It's all one thing. And when we'll do the work to shift it, that part's more like the easy part. Grounding into it is the part that takes a little bit of guidance because we want to avoid it. We want to avoid feeling that. Mm. We want to avoid experiencing that with everything we've got, which is why we're like reading the next book, going to the next practitioner. We're actually trying to avoid feeling a feeling or having an experience that is ready to be had. When we have an experience, feel a feeling, that's when the energy moves. And the amazing thing is it moves up and out. It will resolve. Your body knows what it's doing. You're not actually in jail here. It will move out. But when we suppress that, that's what creates all the inflammation and all the pain and all of the chemistry that underlies every major disease. What's the saying of what resists persists, right? What, what resist? Yeah. So you do have to, it's interesting because today I put a post on there about the Lotus and how the Lotus actually, you, I mean, the mud nourishes the Lotus and it has to emerge from the mud every single morning. And it's interesting how we have to like, look at those things in our life as, as nasty as it is. And as dark as it is, you do have to face it. Otherwise yeah. it'll just. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of compassion. And so, you know, having the coaching or we guide people through in our programs, like don't, I tried to go it alone and I actually had no idea what I was doing, even though I'd read every book on mind body medicine at the time, but it's what I realized was, oh, I'm not being gentle and compassionate with myself. I'm being really hard on myself and really pushing and really forceful. I'm now as a medical student. So you're like getting at it. And I was bringing that into my relationship with my body. And I'm telling you, your body is not going to love that. It is not nurturing to the body to like be pushing and pushing. So people who are like, I'm going to get more fit. And they spend like way too much time at the gym or I want to lose weight. But every time they look in the mirror, they're sending thoughts of loathing. Mm. Your cells are listening to every single thought you have. And that is what has the greatest impact on whether you live in health or whether you live in disease, whether you live in your ideal body weight and resilience, or whether you're like aging, gaining weight, feeling tired and like, oh, miserable. It's a mirror. It's going to show up your being. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure we've all heard, right? Like thoughts become things and it's true. Thoughts are energy, right? So whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're believing, it all plays into that. And going back to what you said in the very beginning about like, when you had that aha moment, you're like, this is not my truth. In other words, like, this is not my belief system. And, and really you you had to like shift that, like that all. And that takes that. So How did you get that courage? Sometimes that? you've got to have life 
kind of hit you a little more, a little more. And it, it goes beyond the set point you have for what's like normal. Like you said, you, you said the same moment, like, wait yeah. a minute, what else is possible here? I wasn't going to go there until yeah. I realized that I, I wasn't going to be able to manage what I was doing. Cause you're going to use your current system, your like functioning system of like coping, mm-hmm. suppressing, overcoming, like I was achieving you're going to use it and max out on it until you realize like, this is not actually going to create what I really want. You won't let it go until mm-hmm. you realize that because, you know, like someone who, um, you know, we always play to our strengths. So if someone's really beautiful, you'll see women like yeah. injecting and plastic mm-hmm. and like trying to max out on this thing. Why? Because it was, <laughs> Oh, well I'm going to pull it off because of my looks. I'm yes. going to manipulate with my looks. Or someone is really smart. They're going to not just be like two doctorate degrees. They're like, I'm getting my third PhD. And they're constantly trying to maximize. So (laughs) when we're doing those things as currency, as opposed to authentic, right? I put some lipstick on today. Mm. I love, you know, making myself look nice. But Mm. I'm not using it as currency. I would feel okay even if it weren't there. But if you're using that, you can't let it go and it becomes an addiction. And so that's where all uh, those patterns come uh, in because life's trying to get you back to your authentic and it will have it fall apart such that that mechanism no longer works. Now, when it happens, it's like the world is falling apart. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen, but it's actually the best thing yeah. that could have ever happened because it's the fallout of what you thought you were and what yeah. you are is so much more powerful. Yeah. So much more amazing. Yeah. So much more creative. And it will bring you so much more abundance than what the mechanism is ever going to bring you. Yeah. Very well said. That's awesome. Um, I was like, so in the moment, that was <laughs> like I told you earlier, sometimes I'm like, are we just, just hanging out? Yeah. We're on FaceTime. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm doing a show. <laughs> um so with, when someone is, I'm going to ask a silly question, but when someone is experiencing pain and they're like, it's yeah. real, the pain is real. It's like, what is exact, what actually It, it is, is real happening? because we're experiencing a sensation, but what's actually happening with something yeah. like chronic pain is there's so much suppressed sensation. There's so much tension in the system trying to hold together the mechanism of like, I'm going to achieve, or I've got to be a good girl and be kind to others. Whatever you've got, there's a show. Everyone's got an ego and it will try to maximize the mechanism. And what happens is all that energy gets suppressed, right? Energy in motion, it can't flow. Emotional Mm. energy can't flow when we've got clamped down. Let me just pull it off eventually is going to, we're going to combust. And so that's what will create chronic pain. It's this tension in the body, but it becomes automatic because, you know, you tell your body, like always be thinking of others first and don't think of yourself or whatever the program is. Right. And it becomes on autopilot. You don't see yourself doing it. You don't feel yourself doing it. You don't Mm. notice because you're like, I'm just carrying on with my life, innocent victim, right? Like, I don't get what's happening. No, you've got to drop in and feel in order to, oh, wow, there's so much tension in here. Oh, wow, I've always got to be right. I I notice, right? So awareness is the key. I -hmm. noticed I always had to be right. Like if someone said something, oh, no, 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 what about this? or I would get defensive or, so this is a process of like this one inside who's like threatened and then these protective mechanisms Mm -hmm. trying to keep her safe or get what she needs. No, none of that is actually necessary. It's not actually going to create what I truly want, Mm. you know, authentic heart's desire. And so once I realize like, wow, I'm really suffering in here, that can break the whole spell. So obviously. And for a lot of people, myself included, it can be a lot of work, right? To really dive in because there could be a lot of things underneath all that pain and the sickness and disease. Is there anything that you can do in the moment to just get some relief without going? Yeah, it's way more work to hold the mechanism together 
than mm. it is to let it go. It just takes way more courage. <laughs> so at the first piece, I always show people and okay, Jessica is on here. So we have her here. Can't find her yet. Oh, um, hi, Jessica. I don't see yes, her, but I see texted her? her. So Jess, if you do, um, you know, click on request oh. to join, we'll probably see you. Um, but oh, basically gosh. awareness. When yeah. we think awareness, oh no, that's mm -hmm. bad. I'm going to be more aware of the pain. I'm going to be more, more aware of my toxic patterns I'm doing. Yeah. But if you release judgment and you welcome a little compassion for yourself, you can become aware of a ton and your system will show you. If you're judging, if you're too scared of it, your system's mm -hmm. going to sort of follow that. Like, okay, she, she can't handle this. I'm going to keep her in the dark and not show her where she's creating all of this. But if you soften with compassion for yourself, yeah. soften around the judgment, and you're willing to literally physically soften your body, you're going to drop into your body and it's mm. all right there. There's nothing that can be hidden when you're willing to see. And so starting by feeling yeah. your body, you can even physically touch your body. Um, skin on skin is going to increase your oxytocin levels. It's going to decrease your uh, cortisol stress hormone levels. And so especially with chronic pain, mm. like, it's going to increase the endorphins, which are natural painkillers. And, you know, how often do we do that? The more we're in pain or illness, we're like, I'm overwhelmed. I don't have time for you. Don't touch me. And so we don't touch ourselves. We don't yeah. let someone else touch us. And the body's like, I'm dying in here. Mm -hmm. And so if we just start with that. Yes. Yeah. For some people. There's so much tension that when we do what I'm about to show you, yeah. it's like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. Well, just relax and have a breath. You have to soften the body first so your presence can drop in. And that's where all the healing takes mm -hmm. place. That is really, that's really good. I had never heard that before. Just even just simply touching the area that is in pain. And I, I've, I've even done one thing that really changed for me is just self-talk, like how I talk to myself. And then if I did feel a pain, I was like, oh my gosh, here we go again. And I get more and more frustrated. Instead, I used to start saying like a little mantra and I would this say, exactly I love you, I, I wish you well. I love That's you. I exactly wish you would. Do you like that? I, I realized oh, I had all this pain <laughs> and I feel that like biting pain in my back. Yeah. Oh no, not again. Mm -hmm. Nothing I'm doing is helping. Oh, I thought it was finally better. It was this defeated, defeated, defeat. So the pain was like, it yeah. was always taken as an indication. I really am powerless. It really is hopeless. And I had to shift that association. Like, yeah. wait a minute. I love you and send pain the area yeah. that was needing it mm -hmm. and it shifted so quickly. I love yeah. you. I lo and I embodied the mantra. Once I finally grounded into my body and powerfully healthy and strong, mm. I'm powerfully healthy and strong. Now an affirmation is not going to do anything if you don't ground into the body first, right? right. It's okay. Everything's good. I'm healthy. Yeah. No, it's got no power. <laughs> you are the power. And so if yeah. we, um, oh good, Jessica said right. she sent a request to join. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want her to bring her in now? Let me just this one piece first and then okay. it'd be great to bring her in. Jessica oh, yeah, is another yeah. person who's come through this work. She was a client of mine. She had severe Lyme disease. She was in the bed for three years. The doctors told her like, no, this is it. They oh, tried God. everything. Um, it's a pretty fascinating story. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, we did an interview on there. Uh, it's on Dr. Kim Duramo and mm. Jessica Sullivan, I think was the, if you search that. Um, anyway, she's just a great um, testament for this work. And then she's gone on to work with me for years and years and years directly. And now she's one of the coaches in our, in our program to help other people with all kinds of, oh. like, you name it, come through that same journey to, um, to heal. So, so that first piece is really about, um, how am I being in my body? What's my relationship with my body? Am I battling mm. my body? Am I afraid of yeah. my body? Am I a victim to my body? Right. Those three sort of pathways. And so what if I'm yeah. receiving my body, right? You're, you're in a body, you're mm. an infinite being having a physical experience. What if you just let yourself have it instead of rejecting it, resisting it, or trying to fix it or make it different? telling you this was the magic key for me. Mm -hmm. And so the first step is just soften your shoulders and begin to 
feel sensation, bring awareness all the way down through into your heart, all the way down through into your belly, all the way down into your pelvis. And you can even put your hand right over your your genitals, your yoni, or, you know, if there's men here, wherever you are in that spectrum, put your hand right on your, right on your (laughs) pelvis and just let it on your your root chakra. And if you breathe, most people we're breathing up into the upper lung fields. We're really not letting that breath come through. And so that amplifies that fight or flight nervous system, secretes all the stress hormones and creates pain. So you're just going to let yourself shift that, bring the awareness into your body, relax your bum, and then feel what you feel all the way down in your pelvis. As you soften your shoulders, you'll Mm -hmm. feel the breath come more into your belly. You'll feel sensation come more into your belly. You'll feel awareness start to be able to come all the way down to your pelvis. You don't need to do this right away. Just start with bringing the awareness to your heart, mm. bringing the awareness to your, you know, your abdomen. It, you'll bring it deeper and deeper and deeper. And really the whole um, premise is that we embody the body so that the presence of the I am self uh. is enmeshed throughout the body. That's when unthinkable things start to manifest mm. in your life. Just becoming one. Yeah. Becoming with one with the it. now Body, experience, yeah. sensation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, okay. So getting grounded and then. So what else? Um, else you can do that. So our, when we shift our breathing, um, that allows that parasympathetic nervous system to ignite, which is the relaxation response. To come. And then we're going to start mm. to just be in the witness. So what am I feeling? What am I sensing? Mm. What am I noticing? This is when I notice that inner fight. Like I'm, I'm in a constant battle because I'm so afraid of failing, yeah. because I'm so sure I'm not good enough. And so what people will say is, okay, mm. oh my God, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. What do I do? There's nothing to do. The awareness is the medicine. Mm. Your presence is the medicine. Yeah. But you just don't realize you're you only been bringing like 2% of presence into your moment, into your body. And you want to actually bring more of that because the light of your presence. Wow. Oh my gosh. Mm. I'm so scared. Oh my gosh. There's all these conclusions that I'm yeah. not good enough and I'll never make it. And I have to keep running. All right. Just appreciation. Yeah. Appreciate what I'm actually seeing. Like, this is mega. It feels so dense. It feels so intense. And even the things like Mm. it feels like it will never let me go. I feel like I'm in jail. Yeah. Notice, 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 and then express and breathe because the breath is what's going to let Mm. it all come through and move. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like the answer comes to you. I know for me, like when I kept asking, all right, what is underneath this? What, where, why is this pain keep coming back over and over? Like, what is underneath this? And instantly it was, I'm not worthy. And if I get rid of this pain, what will I, then I have to do something more with my life. I actually have to fulfill my purpose because I don't have any more excuses. I don't have like, oh, I have this Lyme disease. Oh, I have this. I have that. Can't do that. Sorry. Going to have to stay here on the couch. But once I got underneath that, and once I started telling myself, yes, I'm good enough. Yes, I'm worthy. Yes, I can do this. Then it just started to lift. And honestly, like if it hadn't, I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you. I wouldn't be doing all the things that I'm doing right now if I had not got out of my own freaking way, really. So so let's see if Jess can get on. Oh, yes. Let me bring her in. Here comes Jessica. Dun, 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 Jessica. Oh, here she is. Oh, let me put my camera. Yeah. <laughs> Where is she? There I am. It is so thank you. Nice thank you for having you. me on. It's wonderful to meet you as well. You guys look so beautiful. Yeah. I, I, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, she's incredible. Ah, thank you. One of the most inspiring things about so, Jess yeah. was 
where, you know, where she was, was such a dark, such a deep, so many medical diagnoses, so much hopelessness. And then where she is, is like incredible. Like they said, you're not going to be able to carry a child. You're not going to be able to, you know, have a functional life. You know, she went, succeeded, finished college, had two children. She's married. She's working like full time and running her life and, and happy and thriving. And so it, it's such a far cry from what she was told. Yeah. Yes. So t- yeah. So tell everyone a little bit more about your yeah. story. I know Dr. It's, Kim um, something, but it's quite a long story. Time. But it began in my early twenties. Um, I was in college, and I s- started to not quite feel like myself. And I had a panic attack for the very first time, and I had no idea what it was. I didn't know what that feeling was. I just knew there was fear, and one. Once this panic attack happened, I got locked in to fear. And so I began to operate mm. in fear. And I was scared of life when really two weeks prior, I was traveling Europe with a backpack and free and happy and healthy. And then the attack happened two weeks after I returned. And once I sort of was locked into that fear, all of these symptoms began. And it became years, about two, two years throughout college where I was, I was really in anxiety. I was in fear. I had a really, really hard time, but I was pushing. So I ended up taking my senior year off of college because I had such severe anxiety and symptoms and chronic strep throat. I had chronic ear infections for that entire year, but I had it in me, sort of that type A personality. I, I need to finish college. I like I have to complete this. And so I ended up going back the following year and my life just fell apart. I started having migraines. I was in and out of the hospital. Mm. Every two weeks I'm at the emergency room for symptoms that nobody can explain. I'm getting tested for everything. I'm getting diagnosed with fibromyalgia, possible MS. I might have lupus. I have emotional problems was one diagnosis. Um, I thought I had the flu for six months. Um, and then I, I got tested for Lyme disease and it was negative and they, you know, you can't get Lyme disease in the winter. You can't have Lyme, whatever, whatever their ideas were about this. Um, and it was about five years since that started to happen. Oh, I'm sorry. I came home from college at 23 and I had my tonsils removed because of the chronic strep and the chronic ear infection. And then I never recovered from that surgery. I just went downhill and two months later I got diagnosed with Lyme disease um, over fax machine back then, but over the phone. And I had 58 out of the 60 symptoms that you could possibly have. And by the time I went into Boston Mm. to see the specialist and had um, the proper blood work done, I had every strain that you could possibly have. And this, so then I started medication. And once I started medication, I got a hundred times worse. And I had severe neurological Lyme. So I lost my mind. I lost my nervous system. I felt like I was schizophrenic. I had severe depression, severely suicidal, severe panic, severe anxiety. all the physical symptoms, but it was a lot more neurological um, disassociation. I felt like I was on drugs 24-7 and I couldn't get off them. And this continued for almost three years. So I became bedridden, unable to move my body, unable to read, watch TV, talk on a phone, um, hold conversations. I didn't recognize my own name. I was deep and I went as deep, I think, as uh, a human being can, can go. Um, mm. I don't know what kept me here, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, but mm. I sort of use, I talk a lot about just getting through the next 10 seconds during that time. And it was just, just breathing through the next 10 seconds and the next 10 seconds when it was so difficult and so hard to even be alive during that time. And slowly over time, things started 
started to improve and I got a little bit better, a little bit better, I was able to sit up, right? And then I was able to begin to walk again. And I had to relearn how to do all of that, how to take care of myself, bathe myself, walk, eventually how to drive a car again, and got my life back for about three years under the the assumption that if I just avoid stress, I'll be okay. (laughs) Right. So I tried, (laughs) you know, I tried in every way to avoid stress. So I spent a lot of time at the gym and trying to be really healthy and working out and eating right and slowly made my way back to um, working and moving out. And then I had a really stressful event in my life and everything came crashing back down and I relapsed. Yeah. So I had like three wonderful, blissful years avoiding stress. (laughs) So there was so much control of like, no, there's stress. I'm not going over here. I'll just stay over here. And you know, and that's when it was stage two, you see a lot when people are in that stage and they're in the avoiding state, but there's a lot of contraction and a lot of tension. I can't eat this. I can't go to the restaurant and let me just maintain. And we we can start to think that's a a, a solution, but it's really always Mm -hmm. temporary. Your body's still in that fear state. So you're not quite resolved. You're almost like subconsciously avoiding it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, yeah, when did it, so once I, so then I relapsed and sort of ended up re losing everything and having to move back home with my mother. And I was in a relationship that fell apart and I ended up leaving my job because I couldn't work because now I'm sick again. And I couldn't really believe I was what I felt like was starting over and going back through this process that I just worked so hard to come through. Um, but this, so the only thing I knew at the time was what I had done previous. So it was go back to the doctor, go back on the medication and do it the same way. Well, it worked the first time it should work the second time and it didn't. And so I wasn't improving. I wasn't getting better. Mm. And then I, something shifted in me of, I don't want to do it this way anymore. There was sort of uh, Mm. an innate knowing that this wasn't going to be my solution. And so I, I let that fall away. I let the medication fall away. I let the doctor fall away. And I didn't know where to go from there. But I knew I was open to see what else was out there, to see what else was possible. And this sort of changed the trajectory of my life and started leading me down what I referred to at the time as more alternative healing methods, more natural. Um, So I tried a gamut of different things. I did lasers. um, I did really strict diets and paleo diets and no sugar and uh, all the things that I enjoy. (laughs) Um, So it was really restrictive (laughs) and really hard for me, but it was, this is what you need to do to get well. I'm going to do that. And then I ended up finding a natural path that I worked with for about a year, year and a half, and still I'm not improving. And I'm doing the diet, I'm um, doing the exercises, I'm doing all the things, and I'm still stuck in chronic illness. I'm still stuck in chronic anxiety. And that actually led me to Dr. Kim. Um, They worked in the same office. And he said, I think this might be the missing piece for you. Have you ever addressed any of the emotional? And I said, no, this whole journey was I'm a physical body with physical symptoms and I'm going to treat the physical symptoms. And when I saw that that actually wasn't the solution, because I am more than just this physical body with these physical symptoms, it actually led me to Kim, which she showed me that I am an energetic being, that I am a powerful being that I actually have say in my healing. I have options, I have choice. But the biggest piece was Mm -hmm. showing me that I was living in victim energy 24 seven. I was in fight or flight. Um, That is what was running the show for me first 40 years, really ultimately. Yeah, and once that awareness came up and I saw that that's where I was operating from, 
it started to register that I don't have to do it that, that way either. I actually have choice to step out of that and to step into something higher, to let something else come in. And that shifted so much for me. And once I was able to know that I had a choice, it wasn't, I'm just a victim, like you were saying, Lyme disease. And no, right. I can't, I can't live my life. I can't do that. I can't have children. I can't be married. I can't have a relationship. That's not possible for me. It was, oh, what if actually mm-hmm. all of that is possible? And you have an option to yeah. choose that when I was ready to choose it. And once I was ready to choose it, it was a, it was a yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this is, yeah. And Wow. <laughs> What an awesome! <laughs> yeah, story. it took me a lot of years to and get there, um, but once I was there and I was ready yeah. for something greater to come in, and more abundance to come in, and more joy, and actually understanding that even with symptoms, I still get to choose my life. Even with symptoms, I still get to have a life. It was no longer an excuse not to have a life. Um, I still, I still got to have all of that. And the more I kept choosing that, the symptoms started to fall away and more and more symptoms and the anxiety started to fall away and the fear started to fall away. And I started to feel safe again in my body and trust my body that, like Kim was saying, to how hard I was on myself, constantly beating myself up, Mm -hmm. constantly hating love that you said that about like feeling safe in your body because like when you are you so don't. sick you yes you, don't. Like, you, you lose trust your body. faith in your body and you can't yeah that it yeah. feels like it's against yeah. you and you're fighting to yeah to get out of your own body yeah and at least now yeah. you have the tools so that if when yeah. the symptoms do arrive and i don't you know what you have symptoms do. yeah <laughs> or not i haven't had any in, yeah i don't know <laughs> almost a decade so yeah, but if something in my life does show up now with either my children going through something or family members or, yes, myself going through something, I have the tools to be able to move through it and flow and not fight what arises, not fight. Yeah. Yeah. Not, tr- exactly. not try to avoid the stress. Totally. Instead, like, yes. like yes. hello, stress. That's like an that. important yeah. thing to distinguish <laughs> is the difference between the managing phase where she yeah. was earlier and like she just said, I don't have symptoms. It's been a decade. So you're not like, yeah. oh, we're well, well-managed Lyme disease. That is oh. not the same thing. That's where that first place was, but it's not a state of actual health. Whereas where you're living now yes. is a state of true vitality and it's continuing to expand more and more as you expand. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit oh, more about mind your body tools. So, what is it? Mind so body I, like tool? I said, <laughs> a lot of mind body medicine books. And I wanted like, well, okay, we can heal. We can do this. Here's how it works. But what do I do? How do I ignite that? What do I do to activate that healing? And so when I wrote this book, the mind body toolkit, it's basically 10 tools. You can do anytime, anywhere in the moment that activate self healing. And so it explains Mm. some of the science and explains some of like, why am I doing this? but it gives you the specific tool. And these were things I did in my body that really accelerated the healing so quickly. And uh, many things I've been teaching with others as well. Um, You can go to drkimd.com forward slash book, or you can go on Amazon, the mind body toolkit. It's also available on audible. We just, Oh, I was just going to ask you that because I love Audible and, I, and I'm in Portugal. So sometimes it's hard for me to get books here. So like, I want, yeah. So that is great. Yeah. I, I want to get yeah, that book. Yeah. Cause, so, I mean, for me, sometimes some symptoms will still arise and I do what I can with what I know, but mm-hmm. yeah, especially when they're right? tools that allow so, yeah, resolution I'm, as opposed to tools that allow yes. management. It's a very different thing. Right. Yeah. Well said. Um, and then we can Dr. find drkimd.com. Yes. And we right. do a live broadcast uh, every week. Uh, um, it's live in the mind body community and Facebook. So if you're in Facebook, you can go to the mind body community. Oh, nice. uh, my YouTube channel is Dr. Kim Duramo. It's live there as well. 
Um, and we have lots of programs people can start with where I guide you through the work and guide you through it as like a home study. And we have our live program, which is a year long integration starting in June. And Jessica is a big part of that Ooh. where she's assisting people as well and bringing them through this same journey. Ah, yeah, it was the first program you. that I did of Dr. Kim's that just changed everything for me. It shifted so much. I learned so much. Wow. It really, it really changed my life in such a profound way. Yeah. So I have a lot of gratitude. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I love that you went through something like that and you turned it into something yeah, so good it's been for others. Amazing. Wonderful. Both of yes. you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did I say earlier? I was like, oh, yes, you should. Oh, my God. It's gorgeous. Your posts are gorgeous. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, you're so inspiring. Uh, yeah, it's funny because it was like the midlife, and uh, I'm like, oh, midlife. And then I saw on your thing, you're like, oh, I'm approaching my 50s, and I'm like, oh, am I in midlife? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the thing. I don't feel like it. I mean, of course, I act like I'm in my 20s. I always, I promise I always will. I'm like, I don't want to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> Well, thank, thank you, you ladies so much. Thank you so much for sharing. And this will, well, I'm going to post this on my page when we get done. And then this will go on the podcast. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll share it. I know people too. would love to meet you yeah. in our community yeah. too. Yeah. Oh. All right. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you everyone that joined us. And thank you to people that guys, they bought, I cool. think people bought some badges. <laughs> awesome. All right. Bye. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. Before we part ways, just a few quick reminders of how you and I can connect outside of this fabulous show. Number one, join the Midlife Makeover Club. It's our private Facebook community for all things related to midlife, relationships, health, mindset, and more. You will receive episode updates, interview clips of the show, Instagram live videos, wise words from Wendy, and of course, some wacky words from Wendy. Basically, anything to help you live, love, and laugh through midlife. Just go to the midlifemakeoverclub.com and request to join. We would love to have you. Number two, join us for the next Instagram live show. The cool thing about IG Lives is that you can meet new guests and ask questions live on the show. How cool is that? Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show and click on live shows on my profile. Number three, check out my Midlife Makeover Method online course available at midlifemakeovermethod.com. In this fabulous four-week online course presented by your hostess of the Midlife Mostess, you will embark on an awesome journey of transformation. I will help you discover your number one wish, uncover your why, and get you taking action towards creating a life you love. Over four weeks, we will go through four phases of seed to flight. You will walk away with a midlife metamorphosis.